We are back again, ladies and gentlemen. It is time to get the ball rolling. Okay, we are here today, back once again in the studio. Today will be uh, the day we are talking about the University of Tennessee Martin Skyhawks. UT Martin is on the show today. Super happy, excited, thrilled, whatever you want to use to have these guys here today and talking to them. A little bit later, we'll have Chris, uh, Coach Chris Pelosi uh, from the university to call in, uh, talk to him for a little bit, and talk about this upcoming season here in the Ohio Valley Conference for the UT Martin Skyhawks. Now, the Skyhawks have has had a very rich history, football history. Uh, they joined the FCS back in 1992 before they were in Division II, like many of them. Uh, they won the Ohio Valley Conference in 2006. Uh, also, they went to the FCS playoffs in 2006. Uh, they did lose to Southern Illinois. Uh, the same head coach that was at the, the time, Jason Simpson, is the same head coach as we have today at the University of Tennessee Martin, and he has been a pillar here of consistency. Uh, if you look at the past little bit of Skyhawk, uh, you know, recent history, they're always about, you know, six or seven wins, uh, sometimes eight wins, you know, always bubbling uh, to get into the playoff or not. Uh, I also want to say that if you do not follow these guys on social media, they are awesome to follow on social media. They have a really cool uh, kind of like a graphic that they do, the Skyhawk flying around. They, they do a lot of uh, really cool stuff there. Uh, so follow them on social media. This is really uh, one of the cool little uh, schools that, that can, you know, that has this good of social media presence. Uh, so anyway, this last season for the Skyhawks was a little rough. Uh, they went two and nine this previous season back in 2018. But that I honestly feel like that was kind of an anomaly. Like I said, these guys are usually about six to seven wins, and so to get two wins this last year was was kind of crazy. But I think this team is going to be back, uh, back again, and they might even surprise some people. And by people, I'm talking Jacksonville State and Southeast Missouri. Uh, they have a very interesting schedule this, this upcoming year. They pull Florida from the SEC and, uh, and Kentucky from the SEC. So obviously they're going to be playing some pretty big names, uh, both away, one in the swamp, uh, the other one in at the University of Kentucky. So have a couple of tough road games there. They open the game, the, the season with Northwestern State, uh, and then they go on to play uh, the Salukis 2-9, and nine, and that is their uh, preseason or uh, non-conference schedule. And then obviously they go throughout the Ohio Valley Conference. Uh, this episode is being recorded on the same day as their media day, so I will obviously I will be putting out the Ohio Valley, where, where I see the Ohio Valley going forward, uh, where I think that these guys will be. Kind of an interesting conference. I really like this conference. Really fun to cover. Uh, I think uh, they, 
you know, the last few years has been dominated largely by Jacksonville State, and it will be interesting. I'm kind of waiting to see uh, who will disrupt uh, their kind of, you know, last four or five years of them being so good. It'll be interesting to see uh, can a team like UT Martin come in and do it, and I think this is a year that they could potentially do that. So, like I said, we will be having uh, Coach Chris Pelosi coming up uh, soon. I will. We will be going to ad break right now, and then after the ad, we'll introduce Chris Pelosi, have him on, and then talk about this upcoming season. So thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Get the Ball Rolling. So after the ad, we'll be talking some more, and then we'll have Coach uh, Pelosi on. So get the ball rolling. One of the special things about this interview, uh, kind of like I've, what I have uh, said before, is that I, uh, when I was looking through people to interview at UT Martin, uh, C- Coach Chris Pelosi came up. Uh, he actually was at the University of Utah as a graduate assistant and really kind of a, a cool little uh, thing there because he was here in Utah, so he obviously knows Salt Lake and he... Uh, he knows a little bit about uh, the town or close to where I grew up. So he's been here, seen it. So super excited to, to have him on. Uh, so we will be calling him very shortly. And he will be on the show talking about the University of Tennessee Martin and their upcoming season. All right. Today we are here with Coach Chris from UT Martin. So I have to ask, we, I mean, we were, we were just talking about this, but I have to ask, what brought you as a coach or a graduate assistant to the University of Utah? So I was a, uh, a defensive analyst, a defensive intern uh, at UCLA under uh, Rick Neuheisel was our head coach and uh, Chuck Bulla was the defense coordinator. I actually played for Chuck Bulla when I was at uh, my, my alma mater, uh, Lake Forest College. And um, when Chuck became the defense coordinator at UCLA, he called me up and said, get out here to I need some help. So I... Uh, Got in the car and drove out there. I was there for two years, and then um, after two years, Norm Chow was leaving, and uh, he was going to the University of Utah to be their offensive coordinator. Asked me if I wanted to be the tight ends coach and and the offensive GA there, and uh, went with him for a year. And uh, my uh, I was engaged to my wife at the time, so opportunity to run a room versus a with a Pac-12 team, uh, you know, I jumped at the chance. So it yeah, was good. and you and you were dur- here. Was that during the transition year when they were going into the Pac-12? No, that was our first year uh, in the Pac-12. It was, it was the, 2011. Okay, it was 2011. Okay, I didn't. I wanted to make yep. sure on that. Awesome. Yep. And so, what took you out to, to Martin, Tennessee? Uh, you know, a bunch of different um, stops along the way as I was uh, going on my journey. Um, I'll say this: the game of football has afforded me many opportunities, and uh, you know, one of those roads led here to, to Martin, Tennessee, with Coach uh, Jason Simpson and. Uh, you know, it was an opportunity where, you know, my wife actually works here as well. She's a um, uh, head athletic trainer uh, for uh, – she works with women's basketball here. And um, so we, we actually work and uh, live uh, at the same place, which is uh, when you're a college coach, sometimes that opportunity doesn't always come along. So uh, when that opportunity came, we, we jumped at it. It's a, it's a great place. It's a, it's a small-town environment uh, with a Division One athletics and, and a good uh, core base of fans and – um, you know, we have some, some phenomenal kids in the program and um, play at a very high level. So Awesome, awesome. So about your spring game, you obviously had some goals going into that. Do you guys feel like you accomplished those goals? What are some of those goals that you wanted to, to address during the spring? 
Sure. We had a, uh, a disappointing year last year, a very uh, uncharacteristic uh, year for UT Martin, uh, win-wise. And uh, we as coaches kind of sat down and through the winter and the spring reevaluated everything within the program from how we tie our shoelaces to how we practice to how we prepare to how we study film to how we teach our kids. And, you know, our, our um, goals going into the spring were to, you know, create more energy, um, teach leadership. Um, we wanted to teach our players how to be leaders, and we wanted to, you know, really get everybody rowing in the same direction. And uh, I think we accomplished that. Our team took tremendous strides. Um, we had injuries. Everybody has injuries. But we were able to grow some depth with our younger players. And, um, you know, everybody says they're excited for um, – year i know it's a coach's soundbite but i tell you what we uh to a man our coaches when we stepped off the practice field we could say you know what that was enjoyable that was fun and, and we got better over 15 days awesome awesome yeah i uh i i have a little algorithm that i put into a computer that tracks a bunch of things and you're right it was so you were right uh, that it was a very uncharacteristic year uh, for UT Martin, and I think that this upcoming year will be even better for you guys. I have you guys at a plus four point five, which means that you will that this team will increase uh, for sure its win total. I am I am certain of that. So uh, definitely an uncharacteristic year, but it is awesome to hear that you guys. Uh, address those issues and you said you brought in new energy and I, I love when when coaches say that and and get ready and get down to work and you know let's see what we can improve so going into the spring you guys uh, obviously were talking about the quarterback position were you guys able to name a starter or who will be who will we be looking at at the helm to be running the UTM offense this upcoming season our, our returner, uh, Dresser Wynn, who started the year, recovered from a shoulder injury. So he was limited the whole spring, literally never threw a football, um, but was still in every meeting and, and a coach on the field, standing behind the quarterbacks, going through the cadence. Um, JoJo Hudson, you know, our senior from San Diego, California, is, was able to get a bunch of reps and, and, and do a bunch of things and really build upon his leadership. And then... Um, you know, a bunch of other guys were able to get uh, some reps. So we, we kind of built on some depth, and it was a good – I tell you what, it's a healthy competition going in for, for spring, and every one of our quarterbacks wants that. You know, you come – you play Division One football, nothing's guaranteed. You, you better want to compete or else you're not going to survive in the summer, and, and we'll continue on into camp. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear that you guys have been able to figure that that out i mean like you said nothing's guaranteed in this in this sport or in division one as well and um so my last question is who will be some impact players to be watching for with ut martin going going into the fall unbelievable athletes and uh we look towards him to be kind of an explosive part of our offense on the inside slot terry williams another senior he's from south haven mississippi um smaller guys five six but uh, uh tyler he is the hardest practicing player i have ever been around in my 14 15 years of, of collegiate football he, to watch him practice is an unbelievable feat um 
and, you know, we have some some threats and, and weapons on the offense, which we just want to we want to score touchdowns and we want to eliminate turnovers and we want to you know control the clock and we want to we want to be very efficient on offense and defensively. Um, you know, we have some returning guys. Julian Crutchfield, who's a defensive tackle for us. He's from Lebanon, Tennessee. Phenomenal, phenomenal human being, but a really tenacious uh, defensive player on the defensive line for us. Um, T.J. Jefferson, um, who is our, our middle linebacker. He's the heartbeat of our defense. He knows all the checks. He knows the whole deal. He's been here for five years. And he has really... Uh, Wanya Moten from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, who plays safety. So there, there's a number of guys, um, you know, we... We want everybody to contribute, and we know everybody needs to contribute. But um, if those guys can play and play consistently and lead, the sky is the limit. Awesome. Well, that is good to know some of those guys. I, I actually a couple of the guys you mentioned, I, I had written down to. So I'm, I mean, I, I knew it. So I'm looking forward to see these guys playing in this upcoming season. Well, it's uh, great, man. We're we're excited. You're doing a good thing here, Tyler. I appreciate. Oh no, totally. I I mean I a, a, uh, on radio when I was uh, was a communications major in uh, in college, so uh, I dreamt of uh, being on ESPN and and doing what you're doing. So yeah, no, totally. And I, that's one of the biggest things here is that I want to help the help out the FCS. I love the FCS. There's a ton of talent out of there, and UT Martin's one of the teams that I had on there to to have. So thank you for for coming on the show, and uh, I'll let you know when this podcast is out, and uh, give you a shout out on all of our social media. And that was Coach Chris Pelosi from University of Tennessee Martin. Just give a big shout out to him and to the university for allowing me to talk to them about this upcoming season. It makes uh, it a lot easier being able to find out, being able to talk to them, having a, uh, a connection with them. So I'm able to get a little bit more in-depth than just you know reading the headlines about this team and, and stuff like that. He said a lot of interesting things that I, I want to address. Number one, again, I thought it was really cool that he was at the University of Utah. Always uh, always a pleasure to be able to talk to people about, about Utah, of course. Uh, I'm always a little prideful of my state, and uh, it was cool to hear that he knew Norm Chow. I've met Norm. He's a great coach. Uh, anyway, just really cool that he was here in Utah. And then uh, to talk a little bit, well, I w- I'd like to address, you know, something that he said is that they got together uh, after last year. It was kind of an uncharacteristic year for uh, UT Martin and he said that you know we got together as a coaching staff and we rewrote everything we got together we were like okay what can we do different we I mean that's you know with everything he said right and and I thought that was something that is really interesting when when a coach says that and you know he said he called it coach's sound bit or whatever but honestly sometimes you gotta do that and doing the same thing over and over sometimes doesn't work and i love how he said even that the coaches use accountability they you know brought a little bit different energy to watching film in the weight room coaching that is exactly how you're going to see a team like ut martin that goes two and nine last season to get into the playoffs this next season that's the turnaround that you need you know a lot of uh, coaches they'll put the blame on on the players or on injuries or, or whatever and those are legitimate things don't get me wrong but when you can introspect and you can look at the coaching staff say all right we're going to redo this let's try to get better as a coaching staff we'll get better together that was amazing love that part about that and it really shows the culture here at UT Martin that they are a very unique school that not every school across the across the nation uh, FBS FCS D2 D3 any level really has this I think this kind of 
makes them stand out, at least for me in my mind, and uh, being around football, following football for as long as I have. Really kind of a cool little soundbite. He uh, also talked a little bit about the quarterbacks, uh, him saying that, you know, all these four guys are going in and and they're going to be, you know, duking it out, basically going into fall camp. That also is, I think, a, a really good sign. Uh, just a little quick insert in, in my experience with this. Uh, I run cross country and the top seven race usually. You can take 10, uh, 10 people can travel. Sometimes they allow 10 to race, but it's the top seven. At the final race, it's top seven. And uh, when you have an opening, you know, you know, the top runner leaves or the top runner gets hurt or red shirts or whatever. It is a full on brawl to who solidifies themselves as the top runner. But because you don't know who might be the top runner, you're all just working your butts off because you want to be that person. Uh, we had a situation last year on my team where we had this and I went from our number six runner to our number two runner this last, this last fall. So it was really kind of an interesting thing. And I think that's when you push. It's that competition. You know, he, he, he named a couple people, uh, uh, Dresser Wynn, Joe Hudson, uh, John Bacchus is, is the third guy on the depth chart, at least here in preseason depth chart. You're just kind of looking, you're like, okay, these guys are pushing themselves to become better. Uh, and it's interesting in a team sport, you're not only, you don't not only want to succeed yourself, but you want to help, you know, your brother next to you succeed. Yeah, you want to be out there playing, but you want you can want to push them as, as hard and as far as they can go as well. So kind of an interesting thing as well. And then he talked about uh, Terry Williams being one of the hardest working uh, guys. Honestly, that is also super good to hear that you uh, you hear something like that from a coach. It is a really big shout out to, 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 to Terry Williams and, and his work ethic. And, and it shows. He's a very talented wide receiver. Uh, had a lot of yards last year. Had a lot of touchdowns last year. And he's definitely going to be a main target. And I think he's going to be cutting up some uh, some Ohio Valley defenses this, this upcoming year. And, and it is always uh, good to see and hear that about uh, your your team, I guess, and to hear that you have a guy like that because that's a culture guy that you can plug in. You know, he can go anywhere, but, you know, you have him in your system, so you're happy that he's in the system and you're happy that he's working your his butt off for, for your team, right? And and I think that is something that sets some of those guys apart that, you know, they're working so hard that uh, they're going to be able to push everybody else to get better. And it will... You, You'll see that throughout the year. You're going to see Terry Williams, his name called a lot. I guarantee you I talk about him quite a bit because of the talent that I see in him as well and overall uh, the potential that I see. Um, so now we're going to kind of transition. Uh, I, I also, before I uh, before I go too far in, I do want to say that I am this, this upcoming season, I think that this, uh, this team, uh, the... UT Martin Skyhawks. I think their defense is going to be among the best in the Ohio Valley uh, Conference. I think Jacksonville State is extremely talented. A lot of people are talking about them, but I think this defense—they have a couple DNs and or D, defensive linemen per se. I guess we'll, we'll say defensive linemen that are just monsters. And I honestly think they're going to be tearing up uh, offensive lines and. They have a couple guys that were named to the Ohio Valley preseason All-American team, so 
when you hear something like that, you're like, okay, this team's legit. And uh, so not only do they have the talent on offense, but they have it on the defensive end. And I'm looking for people to stand out in the secondary uh, as well. So just kind of to watch this this upcoming season, watch how this team unfolds. Uh, as we're, now we'll be transitioning, kind of talking a little bit about their, this guy, these guys' schedule. Uh, number one, like I said, they take on Northwestern State. Uh, this team went 5-6 and six this last year, Northwestern State. And I think... UT Martin is it's on a Thursday. It's in Martin. Uh, they're coming off of a great summer. Sounds like you know, great spring. They're going to have an amazing fall camp. Got a lot of momentum going. I think that they get the win to start off the season. I think that uh, they're going to they're going to set it right. Uh, then you then they go. Like I said, they play at Florida. That's obviously going to be very tough. I'll definitely be tuned into that game. And then uh, they'll then they take on the Salukis of Southern Illinois. The Salukis struggled last year. Uh, with uh there they went uh, let me make sure that i have this right yes they went two and nine this last season so they struggled as well and it was kind of a, a an awkward year for them as well but you know i think that that's a winnable game then you bring home against murray state we've had murray state on i think this is going to be a back and forth battle i think the racers and the skyhawks it is definitely going to be a game that i will be uh tuning into very good game there september 28th and then uh we're lucky that uh ut martin brings in uh eastern kentucky they play them on espn3 on october 5th definitely watching that game uh eastern kentucky in preseason rankings has been as high as three one guy had him at number two that i saw not really going to talk a whole lot of eastern kentucky but i think that the skyhawks will be able to run right there with them uh they take on tennessee tech Eastern Illinois, they do not play the the teams, uh, Southeast Missouri uh, State and uh, Jacksonville State. They don't play them until later in the season. And uh, a lot of people are talking there's a lot of parity within this conference, and I believe there is a lot of parity. I think a lot of it has to do with injuries when they happen and stuff like that. Southeast Missouri completely turned around their program last year. They went, they were 3-8, and 3-8, and eight, and then 9-4 and four this last year. Uh, I watched the game, obviously, when they played Weber State. I see a little bit of a decline for them. I think that this UT Martin team could beat them. Despite it being on the road, I think they can uh, turn some heads there. The big game that I honestly think, and I have it big, uh, highlighted across the schedule, uh, as we go throughout this season, if this team stays healthy, uh, Austin PA, I think this is a really good team of Austin PA, and I think that uh, if UT Martin can get that win and solidify themselves there, I think this is that's the win. You know, if you can split uh, Southeast Missouri, Jacksonville State, you know, if you can get a legitimate win there, uh, and then you beat Austin PA, I think that the Skyhawk team will definitely get into uh, the get into the FCS playoffs. Again, I'm really hopeful. I think that there is kind of a, again, like I said, I think there's a lot of parity in the Ohio Valley. I think UT Martin has the biggest turnaround. I, they're definitely not going to win two, two games like this last year. It's very uncharacteristic of, of this school. I think they turn it around on the back of Terry Williams, uh, anchored by the defensive line, the offensive line. They have a lot of veterans. Uh, a, a year like last year, you're able to get a lot of experience, a lot of guys, uh, you know, to build depth and stuff like that. So I think that, uh, this UT Martin team will surprise a lot of people, uh, not only uh, people of the media, uh, but I think they'll they'll surprise a lot of people 
in within their conference, and I think they're even going to surprise their coaching staff a little bit. I mean, the coaching staff knows their personnel, but honestly, I think they these guys in in the film that I've watched on these guys, they're going to be legit. So be watching for uh, UT Martin. We'll be following them throughout the season and the Ohio Valley Conference. Uh, we will be doing. Uh, individual videos on the Ohio Valley as I have done with the Big Sky Conference upcoming uh, during their media day. So I just want to thank again Chris Pelosi, Coach Pelosi at UT Martin for coming on the show uh, and for making this this possible. I love it. We're so close. We're getting almost a month away from football. Everybody buckle up because this is going to be a very, very fun ride this upcoming season. Uh, follow us on all of our social media accounts, and I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. Have a great week, and keep the ball rolling.